the children of the Force. Welcome to episode 23 of Children of the Force, a podcast about Star Wars by one adult and his two kids. I'm Al Nawatsky, the adult. I'm Anna, and I'm nine. I'm Liam, and I'm six. All right. So, how's it going, guys? And turn seven January 1st. Mm, you're 21st. Turning, you're turning seven soon. Mm, and we yep. are recording this on January 11th, I think? That's right. It's the 11th. So... What do you want for your birthday, Liam? Star Wars Force Awakens. Star Wars The Force Awakens? You mean like the movie? Mm, the um, stuff and the movie. Stuff. Okay. Well, stuff, we, Force Awakens. This is Force Awakens stuff. Well, we can't get the movie yet, right? It's not going to come mm. out until, I think, April? Maybe he um. could get me the movie. For Chris, for my birthday, and then we can all have it. Mm, we're gonna get it before that. Um, <laughs> we'll be getting it when it comes out. Okay. On Blu-ray, okay. so we can watch it with the highest quality on okay. our TV. It's gonna be awesome. Mm-hmm. I cannot wait. We are going to have to pause it so many times. <laughs> That's so true. So many times. Why, why would we have to pause it? So we can look at stuff. So we can look at stuff. That's right. That's right. So I want to... Clues. It's Snoke. Yeah. You think we can find a clue? No. Who is Snoke? No. Uh, There was something I saw recently. What if Snoke is a force ghost? And then, and then the question is, well, but he's a hologram. And it's like, what if it's a hologram of a force ghost? (laughs) But that's not really how force ghosts work. I think Hux could see him too. And I think force ghosts, only people who can use the force can see them. Really? It seems like, right? Like Luke saw Anakin and Obi-Wan and Yoda at the end of Return of the Jedi. But no one else saw them, right? But they were mm-hmm. standing right there. So I think only, you know, you have to be able to use the Force to, to see them. them. I don't think so. She wasn't... I don't know. I don't know if she... Who knows how much she can use the Force, right? I believe the Force Awakens dictionary says that Luke... Luke believes that her sister's resilience, or that the Force, what is it, the Force manifests itself in Leia by, like, her will and her her um, persistence, right? So, like, maybe, you know how different people have different Force powers. That is, you know, that's kind of true in, like, the Clone Wars, too. Some people, like Quinlan Voss, right, he has the psychometry, mm-hmm. and, and some people are just better at certain things. Maybe Leia, maybe Leia doesn't have as much of the telekinesis, right? The being able to move things with your mind. I don't know. I don't know. I'm wondering. I hope they explore that a little bit. I hope they tell us in the next movie. I would love to see Leia being using the Force and and fighting with it. That'd be really cool. But I'm not sure if we're going to see that. The Force is not to fight with. Well. The Jedi Order's not around anymore. There you go. So... So I was going to uh, correct myself uh, from a couple episodes ago. Um, we actually, uh, uh, an astute listener of ours, uh, said very nonchalantly in a conversation that Maz Kanata has small eyes. Uh, and, uh, and that's all he said. 
but I but I, I got his meaning, uh, and that was that when I sang the song Miles Kanata Takadana, right, where I realized that those two words kind of sound musical together. Miles Kanata Takadana, right? Yeah. Miles Kanata Takadana. <laughs> and then I said, she's got big eyes, yeah. Well, of course, Miles Kanata does not have big eyes. Um, I'd only oh, seen the movie once, in my defense, but she has these big goggles that make her eyes look big sometimes, right? But once she takes those goggles off, those glasses, then yes, her eyes it's are rather small. You see it Sure. When I had sang that song for the first time, I had only seen it once. Yep. Twice. Once. Twice. Once. Because we recorded before we went to go see it in IMAX 3D again, and then we recorded that little bit at the end that I just kind of put on the end of the episode. We recorded that in the car after we saw it in 3D. And I didn't sing in that car because it was cold in that car. And I just wanted to record the episode. So, Anna, you made a fortune teller. Yeah, I did. Oh, I was going to ask you to bring it and do a fortune. I could get on it. On the show. Why don't you go get it? And uh, while you're doing that, Liam and I will talk about uh, something else. Okay. Okay. Uh, Liam, I was going to say that you and I were playing quite a bit of Battlefront. We, we had the PlayStation 4. I beat him on Sunday the first time. You beat me. That's right. Mm-hmm. We played a battle yesterday. And I was the first one that I was the that was the first time I ever beat you in Battlefront. Yep. That's you true. You should regret that blaster. I I picked one of the really close range blaster that is super strong, but it's really close range and it does not work at long distances what uh, which if you would shoot at someone long I was aiming right at you the 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 sight was red and everything but uh but I was far enough away that the shot just wouldn't hit you like I don't know what happens right does it go wide does it fall in the snow before it gets to you I don't know but um it was on Hoth and you were playing the long the long range game you know <laughs> zooming in from up on top of the hill and I was trying to get to you, and I couldn't... Every once in a while, I'd sneak up behind you, and I'd get you, but then there were so many other guys up there on the hill with you that they'd get me, and then I'd have to start over again, and you'd go up there and get the points before I got a chance to get up there. And, ah, so, yeah, you beat me. Fair and square. Yep, and it was I had a proud, 91. 91 to 100. It was a close game. One of my proudest moments as a father. Daddy! <laughs> oh, Anna's back. <laughs> Another proud moment is when Anna made her Star Wars fortune teller. Another proud <laughs> moment when, was when we were born. Well, sure, but that's whatever. <laughs> so, you don't care if we're born? Then you couldn't have those exciting moments mm, that's if true. we weren't born. That's true. That's true. But you being born, I was kind of proud of, like, Mommy and I. You didn't really do anything. I mean, it wasn't you who did it. <laughs> Well, we were inside but, Mama's bed. Technically, we needed to be nice. <laughs> like, not bite the inside. <laughs> or <laughs> kick her. You didn't have teeth. You kicked her all the time. What are you talking about? Oh, that's not nice. <laughs> well, you did. That's what well, they, that's yeah, what, that's what babies do. That's what do. fetuses do. All right, so. Okay, maybe we should let this out because <laughs> kids talk to it. And oh, whatever. Kids know about fetuses. If they don't, they should. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Anna has, okay, we're going to play, I'm going to play it one time, okay? okay? So Anna, you have the green, blue, 
purple and red lightsaber. Yeah. Okay, Please. Liam's gonna do it. Liam, pick a color. Um, red. R E D. Four, seven, three, or eight. Three. One, two, three. Five, six, two, or one. Five. One, two, three, four, five. Okay. Four, three, seven, or eight. Seven. Seven. You are Finn. You are Finn. Congratulations, Liam. High five. Good work. Daddy, do you want to do it? Oh, I think we'll we'll call it good for now. No, I want you to do it. Okay, fine. But just one time. Okay. Red. R E D. Okay, just the next call, the next number now. Four, seven, three, or eight. I'm gonna be eight. Who am I? You're Finn. I'm Finn too. Okay. You're Finn too. Get a F and two. Finn two. You're. Finn 2, you're up in 2187, and Liam's Finn. Okay. Alright, let's head on over to the news. Okay, so last week you both asked me a question in our uh, Stump the Chump, which I'm renaming Stump the Lump, but we'll get to that later. Uh, segment at the end of the episode about the riot control, the Z6 riot control battalion. Am I right? All right. That was last time. That was last time, and um, and we were talking about the trooper who wields the baton, right? And uh, I believe last time I said that his name was TR dash eight R. Well, that was the the name that fans gave this trooper, traitor, TR eight R, right? Traitor, right? Traitor. Really clever. Anyway, the StarWars.com website posted a story about that stormtrooper and gave his actual designation, which is FN-2199, nickname Nines. nickname Nines. That's right. Uh, so that's really cool. And like he's fives? In, like fives, yeah. Nines. And he's in the book Before the Awakening, which, again, we need to read. Hopefully uh, I'm going to get to read that soon. I think I'm going to wait for it from the library. I can't buy every book. It's just too expensive. So, um, you know, some of these books, I, I just wait and get them from the library. Some of the books I buy on on the Nook, so I can read it on the Nook and on my phone. That's how I read the novelization. But now we have the novelization from the library, and Anna, you're reading that. Mm-hmm. That should have been part of our Star Wars-y stuff. You're reading the novelization. What do you mm-hmm. think? What do you think about it? Um, it's pretty good so far. Yeah, you like it? Uh-huh. I'm to the part where, um, where... Finn is leading. No, yeah. Finn is leading Poe to the X-wing when to there's. The yeah, to the Tie Fighter when they're escaping. Oh, cool. So, do you like the the parts that aren't in the movie, or would you do you wish that it just did the movie? I kind of wish I just did the movie. Oh, really? Except I also like it a lot. Yeah, you you do like it a lot. Yeah. I like there's... how it shows like it's a book, mm-hmm. so it will go into the minds of different people yeah. and show what they're thinking. Isn't that Which cool? makes it really interesting. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh, I never thought Ray was thinking this. Like, uh-huh. it's like, okay, so Ray is thinking this. I thought she was thinking, like, she would be mad, but she's thinking she's confused. I'm like, uh, this is very interesting. That is that is a good point. That is really cool, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's a pretty good book. I'm, I'm glad I read it, and I'm glad you're reading it. You've already uh, read it. Oh yeah, I read it. I got it. I got it on on the Nook, on the night that we saw the movie for the first time. Oh, okay, then you're done. <laughs> yeah. So there is a petition out there. A petition, you know, like a signatures mm-hmm. and stuff. People saying that they want something done. 
there is a petition out there to bring George Lucas back to direct episode 9 of Star Wars. It's not going to happen. No, it's not. But it is nice. I think that people want George back in Star Wars. Uh, some people are kind of laughing about it and stuff. I, I don't really see it as a judgment on J.J. Abrams. Like, I don't think it Me necessarily either. means, you know, uh, and, and The Force Awakens. I think people really like that movie, um, obviously. Uh, I don't see it as a judgment of Colin Trevorrow, who is going to be directing Episode Nine. Uh, but I suppose it sort of is, uh, even the petition says that he's not the right guy to direct episode nine. And so far from what I've seen of Colin Trevorrow, and that's only Jurassic World, I kind of agree. Uh, I'm a little worried about what he's going to do with episode nine, but he could easily give us something awesome. There's no, you know, there's no reason that what to believe. What's the movie theater, please? What's that? I don't want to go on opening night. You don't want to go on opening night? What are you talking about? I'm talking about. Do you know what? Do you know what you just said? Oh, Jurassic because World. because he directed Jurassic World. Yeah. Oh no, but Jurassic World was. It's a movie about dinosaurs. I mean, he's he knows what a Star Wars movie is supposed to be too. So, it's not like he's going to have. Well, I don't know. I have my issues with Jurassic World. So, but I, I think it's really cool. Um, you know that that people want George back. And that doesn't necessarily mean that they don't like what's happening right now. What do you think, Liam? I know that in the past you said that you were sad that Lucas wasn't telling the story anymore, I don't right? No. And after watching The Force Awakens and Rebels, which are two Star Wars things that George Lucas doesn't have anything to do with, do you still feel like Star Wars is missing something without George Lucas? What do you think? No? No. no? With the Rebels? Yes. Oh. But really? with The Force Awakens, no. Really? Wow. What about Rebels do you think would be better if George Lucas was involved? I don't know. It's you don't know? Maybe. Well, the hmm. idea is for involved in everything, like, mostly. The idea is involved? Yeah. What do you mean, the like, idea? Like, the idea of lightsabers. Oh, sure, that's George Lucas's idea, yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, there wouldn't be Rebels or The Force Awakens without George Lucas. But he's not crafting those stories. He's not the one making those stories anymore. Uh, I think there might be something missing. In Rebels. Mm, I don't know. In The Force Awakens, maybe. Hmm. Like what? I don't know. I think there's a certain feel and style of storytelling that George Lucas brings to the table that's really hard to replicate. It's hard to get exactly right. Which is fine. Because, you know, he's not making it, so why should it be like his? Right? But... There is something that George Lucas did that wasn't quite there with The Force Awakens. Um, and I think it's just the style of making the movie, right? Now, a lot of people don't want George Lucas's style replicated, right? At least the style that he had in the prequels. A lot of people didn't like the prequels, a lot of older fans. Um, and I feel like George Lucas probably would have taken way more risks with the story than J.J. Abrams and Lawrence Kasdan did, right? It might be a little more out there than it was. Like, it, the way it was was, you know, it, it all made sense. It, it um, there was nothing too crazy, nothing that didn't seem like Star Wars, right? Mm -hmm. It all seemed very Star Warsy, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of people said that there was a lot of stuff in the prequels that didn't seem Star Warsy. People there said, was a lot of stuff. There was a lot of stuff, yeah. you think? Yeah. Like what? 
Like, well, compared to the original trilogy, mm-hmm. it's way more silly. Oh, like the, like the Jar Jar humor? Kind yeah, of? and yeah. it's, I mean, I like it. Yeah. And stuff, it's not, like, too bad, mm-hmm. but it's not too good either. Oh, okay. Like the original trilogy. Okay, I see what you're saying. It is a lot more different than original trilogy because mm-hmm. just he he made it different. I don't know why. It just seems way different. Yeah, well, it's it's a little it's a lot more about like the political intrigue. Um, you know, like there's scenes in the Senate, right? Like that's something that we would never have seen in the original trilogy. Like mm-hmm. these debate scenes in the Senate. Not that there was a ton of them, right? There really weren't that many, but but that's something that stuck out for people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but but I think it's cool that George Lucas. I mean, like I give him, I give him a lot of respect for doing something different and not just trying to do the same thing that the original trilogy was, mm-hmm. right? Like he took a lot of risk in doing that, and I really, I kind of wonder what would this sequel trilogy be. If it was George Lucas doing it, what kind of risks would he be taking? Would the fans have liked it as much? Because the fans love that original trilogy so much. We want some of that original trilogy magic, you know? Mm -hmm. And we got it. We got what we wanted. (laughs) You know? And I'm Mm -hmm. glad we did. But there's something missing if you look at it from, like, the point of view of George Lucas, right? Like, I feel like there's something that could have been there that isn't without George Lucas. That's not saying that I don't like what's there. I love what's there. I think it's great. Me too. Yeah. Would you guys would you guys sign this petition? Do you think it's something if you were like an adult and you were asked to sign this petition to bring George Lucas back to direct episode 9, not that he ever would because <laughs> he wouldn't. But would w- is it something that you would sign? Probably. Yeah, how about you, Liam? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Right. I probably would. Yeah. What about you, Daddy? Oh, I don't have to answer. Daddy. <laughs> I'm not going to answer that question. Daddy. Well, I am an adult, and I did not sign it. So I guess you have your answer. Well, if you signed it, would <laughs> If I signed it, would I? <laughs> uh, I, could, I could go sign it right now if I wanted to, but I didn't. So there's your answer. You I guess the answer is to? no. Hmm, I don't think it's worth signing, I guess. I think that if it happened, and if he did, I'd be fine with it. But it's not something I feel really strongly about. I'm I'm okay with it not being his story anymore. And I think they just kind of need to stick with that now. Alright, well Hasbro is at it again, kids. I love I love the like action figure. Oh of course. Because I buy it. Hasbro is the company, not a person, but yes. Oh well like the company. Yep. Yep. So not only is it really hard to find a Ray action figure in the stores, and I have not seen one at Target since Force Friday when someone's hand swooped in front of mine and took the last one off the shelf. Not only did Hasbro make a Target-exclusive pack of action figures for The Force Awakens that didn't include the main character, Rey? What? Yeah, they got a TIE Fighter pilot in there. Oh my and- gosh! 
and the ah! first and the first order stormtrooper, oh but not the main. Oh my gosh, that is so annoying. <laughs> They've also ah. came out with a The Force Awakens Monopoly set that includes Kylo Ren, Finn, Luke, and Ray. Right? I mean, it's got to be Ray. Right? Right? Ray? Mm. Yeah. I mean, who else could it be? Right? Darth Vader. Oh, I'm going to have to edit that volume. That's right, Darth Vader. And Darth not, like, Vader isn't even in there. Luke is barely in there. Oh my gosh, people! Ah! I mean, it's, it's, not like, it's not like the dead and twisted metal and plasteel on a funeral pyre Darth Vader either. It's the return of the Jedi Darth Vader. Oh my god! <laughs> it's Jimmy Kylo! Yep. It's Jimmy Kylo and Han yeah. Solo, Finn, and Rey. So yes! Do you think so? That's exactly, mm. exactly, Leah. I think... It should be ha- uh, Kylo, Phasma, Finn, Ray. Mm-hmm. Even though Phasma didn't have a huge part in the movie, I think what their their goal was to have like two good guys, two bad guys, right? Two good people, two bad people. That way they'd have two good, two bad, two men, two women. That'd be cool. Yeah. Now, to be fair, the Luke that is included in this Monopoly set is also Return of the Jedi Luke. Yeah. So I mean it's it's also like the so so they have two characters from The Force Awakens and they have two characters from Return of the Jedi, but that doesn't make any sense. Why wouldn't they just have yeah, all know. the Force Awakens characters? Now thankfully, JJ Abrams is uh in agreement with us. Yay! Yeah, here's a quote from him. Wahoo! He said, uh and I'm not gonna do a JJ Abrams impression because that's hard to do. He said, I will say that it seems preposterous and wrong that the main character of the movie is not well represented in what is clearly a huge piece of the Star Wars world in terms of merchandising. I read that she wasn't in the Monopoly game and was quickly making phone calls about this, because if it were true, and it is true, and now Hasbro, of course, has said they're going to put Rey in, it doesn't quite make sense why she wouldn't be there. She's somewhat important in the story. He's being sarcastic there, <laughs> right? I mean, he's op- she's obviously the main character of the yeah. story. She's, um, and yes, Mon- uh, Monopoly or, or Hasbro has said that they will, they will now include in in all future. Just right. because found out. Oh sure, because people complained, right. rightfully so. People were like, "Where is Ray in this Monopoly like, set?" I'm not gonna buy this. Right. How Darth Vader in it? And you know what? They that have is, this. They had this is... excuse. Hasbro had this excuse that they didn't want to include Ray in the set because, uh, because the set was coming out before the movie, and they didn't want to spoil the movie. Mm. That's what Hasbro said. How would they spoil the movie? <laughs> I, I mean, Finn was in it. Kylo Ren was in it. Yeah, I know. What, like, were they gonna were were they worried that they were going to spoil that Ray was a main character? We already knew that she was the main person on the poster. Oh my god! So that was obviously not oh. true. Yeah, right? they said that's the reason. Hasbro but... is um. <laughs> no, no, I okay. gotta find the right word. Hmm. <laughs> gotta find the right word. This takes a long time. A company who does not like money. <laughs> no, nope. that's exactly what the opposite of that. They oh, I don't know want about that. Money. Well, sure. I mean, all companies want money, but I mean, a lot of people would like to go to Target and buy a Ray figure, and they can't mm-hmm. because they haven't made enough of them. So I have to assume that they are the kind of company that doesn't like making money. 
And and not only Ray. I mean, there's there's really a not a lot of action figures on the pegs. There's a lot of Sarko planks. There's a lot of Constable Zuvios. There's a lot of Goss tours. Who's Goss tour? Exactly. I mean, there's always going to be some peg warmers. That are, those are those are the action figures that just stay on the pegs. They never get bought. They're called peg warmers. There's always going to be some of those. You know, that's okay. But why not make more of the ones you know are going to sell? You know, why not make so many of the rays and, and the, the fins and the Kylo and the Kylo Rens that and they're the always Kylo there? I don't understand it. I mean, like they don't have the production capabilities of making enough toys to supply the demand. Uh, then why do they have the license to make action figures? Why is why doesn't Star Wars and Disney give the license to some other company that can actually do it? That would be my. That, that would be nice. I would love that. I, I seriously, I'm I'm just tired of Hasbro. I'm, Me I'm done too. with them. I mean, you know, I'll buy the occasional action figure from them, but still, you know, like it's it's but really frustrating. Hasbro listens to this. If like the company listens to this, yeah, um, they might be kind of disappointed. That's fine because I am disappointed in them. Let's head on over to Canon News. The Canon News song, yeah. The Canon News song, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. So we're going to talk about a couple different planets here. And this is, again, this is from the Visual Dictionary. Uh, so last week we talked about kind of the state of the galaxy, right? And this week we're going to talk about a couple important planets that we see in The Force Awakens. Okay. Now the first one is, of course, Jakku. Now Jakku was the site of the last battle of the Galactic Civil War, or at least the, the battle between the Empire and what became the New Republic. Now, the reason that that battle took place over, and eventually on, Jakku, is because Jakku was the site of a secret Imperial research base. Hmm? Yeah. What? I know. And and so so the the Imperials came and they've gathered on Jakku. Um, I'm assuming to protect that base. That's why the the planet was chosen for them to kind of gather. So really, like all that was left of the Empire was there on Jakku, or almost all, right? Uh, or over Jakku, I should say. So what were they researching on Jakku? I don't know. Um, it sounds like the Imperial ships landed on Jakku. And they crashed, and then they used their tractor beams to pull the New Republic ships down onto Jakku also. Which is why you see a bunch of ships of both sides on the planet. A bunch of crashed ships, right? That'd be really fun to see that battle, right? And in on yes. Battlefronts, we have the Jakku, you know... Yeah, uh, we only play where it on so, a computer. You mean online? But, yeah, online oh, with other people, and I don't like true. it. Yeah, that'd be nice to be able to like do a battle on Jakku with just between you and me or something, right? That'd yeah. be really hard, though. Yeah, there's a, it, yeah, but they should they should totally do that. I think, but oh well. So yes, yeah, so the question is again, what were they researching on Jakku? What what was the Empire doing on Jakku before the Battle of Jakku? Um, somewhere else in the Visual Dictionary, not like in this planet description, but it says, "quote the Star Killer." So the Starkiller is, I guess, the name of the weapon that is housed in Starkiller Base, right? The weapon is called Starkiller, or the Starkiller, and it's on Starkiller Base or in Starkiller Base. So the Starkiller is the culmination of old Empire research into dark energy translations and hyperspace tunneling. 
Maybe that's mm -hmm. the research that was done on Jakku. Uh, in the store the other day, I was paging through Ray's survival guide that I saw in Target, and I noticed that Ray, in her survival guide, she wrote down some theories about what the Empire was up to on Jakku all those years ago. And I can't remember exactly what those theories were. Maybe somebody will get that book for his or her birthday. I don't know. Maybe we'll find out. Be the source of more canon news. That'd be kind of nice, huh? Hmm. Maybe. And it would be the source of more reading. Well, that too. Um, so, I think that's going to be me, Anna, because my birthday's closer. Uh, well, my birthday's coming up too. Well, my birthday's still closer. But you guys could buy that for my birthday. Oh, yeah! <laughs> and then we could all use it! Sure, there we go. It's yeah, the best be kind like of... getting each other, all of us, a present. It's the best kind of gift. One that you can use, right? Two, two, two. <laughs> two, oh, two, yes. So, another planet is Hosnian Prime. Yeah. Now, Hosnian Prime is the current capital of the galaxy. So, kind of like the way Coruscant was the capital in the prequels. But the capital planet now, in the time of The Force Awakens... Um, rotates from member planet to member planet. So any planet that's a member of the New Republic eventually will have the Senate be on their planet, and they'll be the capital planet. Uh, there's no word yet on how long the Senate is on any planet. Like, is it five years? Is it one year? I'm assuming it's quite a while, probably five, ten years maybe. I don't know. Um, but at the time of The Force Awakens, it's on Hosnian Prime. And it gets destroyed. Which means that the New Republic is not gone, because all these planets all around were, you know, they're members of the New Republic, but it's going to be hurting really bad in Episode Eight, which is titled, by the way, The New Republic Strikes Back. Daddy, <laughs> come on. It could be the New Order, or the First Order Strikes Back, right? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, the First Order already struck, but then again, so did the Empire in A New Hope. And then the second Empire, the second movie was called The Empire Strikes Back. So. Alright, some bonus canon news. In the Visual Dictionary, it also says that the Empire chose the icy world, the world that Starkiller bases on, right? Chose the icy world for its unique energy-transmitting crystalline deposits. So there's unique huh? crystal so there's unique crystals inside this planet that can transmit energy in a unique way. Okay, that is weird. That sounds like kyber crystals to me. Yeah, I know. And it's a snowy planet. Is Starkiller Base Ilum? What's Ilum? Is Ilum the planet, is the planet where, um, where um, Ahsoka goes with those younglings to get the kyber crystals and Yoda's there. Oh. That's right. That's right, Liam. Star it's your theory is Starkiller Base is Ilum? I don't know. Well, I don't think that he was there's, right. There's someone on... Oh, I can't remember. Who was it on Twitter? Um, uh, I forget now. Anyway, she had two maps side by side, and it showed where Starkiller Base was on the map, the, the, the star chart map that Star mm -hmm. Wars has, and then it showed a different map, and it had Ilum in about the same place. So, it's possible. I don't know if we'll ever find out. Hmm. But it's possible. Well, if Ilum is Starkiller Base, mm -hmm. how can Starkiller Base move? Well, so Starkiller Base is a planet. 
Yes. Okay. They made little rockets in the back. Sure. They <laughs> so so. There's something about the Star Killer, the weapon, that has to do with hyperspace and being able to manipulate energy in hyperspace, right? So maybe it travels in using that same technology, mm. right? Like um, in the book, it talks about how it like basically cuts a hole through through space and sends these these huge, you know. Uh, this energy ball basically through hyperspace. So it's not like they were super close to Hosnian Prime. They were like way far away. If you look at the map in the visual dictionary, Hosnian Prime is on the other side is, of the galaxy. Yeah. So I, there's I some so there's some way that that they can, you know, f- shoot this stuff really far. And maybe they use that same technology to move cuz they do move. It does move. Because it sucks up a whole star before it shoots its yeah. we- the weapon, right? And then it mo- needs to move to another star. Which, I mean, imagine being in that star system where the star is getting sucked yeah. up. That All life in that star system, if there is life there, is destroyed also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is truly a star killer. Daddy. What? It is. All right, let's have a joke. <laughs> Laugh it up, fuzzball. What kind of instrument does Kylo Ren play in his band? Hmm. I don't know. A Starkiller bass. Daddy, come on! What? Come on, that's funny. Ba-doom, doom, 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 Starkiller bass. <laughs> Playing Starkiller bass, 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 bass. Oh, wow. Okay, no laughter from that one. That's okay. It's funny. <laughs> All right, we're going to go over to our question. And <laughs> well, it's funny. It's it's the kind of, again, it's the kind of joke you don't laugh at. <laughs> oh, I was making, like, the bass noise. That's better. Okay. All right, let's go to the question and answer council. The force and its wisdom are all around us. Ask your will a yes or no question. Sense the force in my left hand. Press it and answer you, I will. All right, here we are in the hallowed halls of the question and answer council. Have a seat. Uh, sorry, um, I am here via hologram because I am participating in the siege of Ancyon. Anyway, uh, so you'll have to forgive me if my voice sounds a little hologrammy. Hologram. <clears throat> Sorry. Got a little hologram voice going on. Okay. Well, he's so, not a hologram right now. Shush. My question. Come on, don't ruin it for them. They're imagining me being a hologram right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, here's my question for you guys. What do you think is the funniest line from The Force Awakens? The funniest thing from The Force Awakens? Who's going first? Liam. Um, the line where... It might be where... Um, there's a lot of fu- a funny lines. There is a lot of funny lines. But I think it might be where um, Finn's trying to make a plan, and then Han's like, Ugh. Oh. <laughs> lifts his chin up. Yeah, yeah. And, then, and then Finn's like, why are you going like this? <laughs> and then, and then he, and then he just has his gun in his eyes, and then, he, and then he's like, 
and just points at yeah. the window, and then Finn looks out the window and sees Ray. Yeah. And, he, and then he's like, <laughs> yeah, and that he is smiles. that is funny. How about you, Anna? Um, I have two. That was one of them, uh-huh. and the other one was we like well, the other well one, on. But- uh, yeah. On on the snowy planet, mm-hmm. when when Han's like, so where did you work here, Finn? And then Finn's like, I was working in the what again? Sanitation. The sanitation. He's like, how do you all know? How then? How do you know all of this? And then he's like, I don't. But we can just guess. We can use the force. And then Han's like, that's not how the. Force works, and then Joey just growls, and he's like, "Really, you're cold." <laughs> okay, that's also one of the yeah, parts. I forgot what one. the part was, but that's yeah, that's one. also one of mine. Yeah. My now, my favorite line is uh, one of the very few C three PO lines, and it's, "You may not recognize me with my red arm." There's something that just kills me about that line. It's so funny. You may not recognize me because of the red arm. Oh, <laughs> like, uh, it's just so great. It's just like it means that like C3PO. Like, of course that's C3PO. Of, of course, course, of it course it is. Of course you're C3PO. But like, you may not recognize just, me with the red arm. It's just so funny. I don't know something about. It. There's so many. Again, I agree with you guys. There's like the stuff that you said also hilarious when BB-8. Gives a thumbs up. Oh, yeah, that is hilarious. hilarious. Flames up. Flames up. Did you guys have a question for the question and answer council? Hmm. Mm -mm. I just recently just thought of one. Okay. What is your favorite planet in all of The Force Awakens? In all of The Force Awakens, what is my favorite planet? Because I've done one like this with Mm. Jakku, Takodana, and Starkill Base, but I'm... Including all of the planets in this one, including Taco, uh, including um, Hosnian Prime. Oh, and okay. my answer has uh-huh. changed. It has. So yeah. What is your favorite planet? Well, no, you gotta you, go you gotta go last. I'll go first. Uh, I'm going to Takodana. It's beautiful. I love the way it looks from space, Takodana. where it's like green and lake and green and lake. Like it's all land and all lakes. Right? Mm. It's like. All land with a bunch of lakes, you know, which is just really cool. It looks like actually uh, certain parts of Minnesota when you look at them on a map. Mm. Like it's almost as much lake as land. Wow. You know? Yeah. Uh, and I just love when, when Ray says, I didn't realize there was so much green in all that of the really galaxy. Cool. It's so great. Takadana. Takadana for you too, Liam? Why? Same reasons? Same reasons. Same reasons. How about Takodana. you, Anna? You're going Takadana too? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Mine was Star Curl Base, but now it's Takodana. Mm. I like Takodana. It's it's just so beautiful, and I just love the way it looks. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. very, very, very beautiful. Where do you think it was filmed? Hmm. Ireland um, or whatever it was, mm. wherever the sound of music was filmed. Oh, Switzerland. Yeah. No, I believe it was. Oh, I you know I can't remember. I know I know I've heard it before where that where those scenes like the forest stuff was filmed, um, but I, I don't remember right now. Uh, question. Good question though, Anna. Liam. My question yeah. is, who's your favorite character in Star Wars: The Force Awakens? Ray. 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 Because <laughs> <laughs> she kicks butt, and she's awesome. 
and she's a real person, like a real character who yeah, you she can is awesome. And she I does kick know. butt too. I People also, out there, she kicks butt. I also like Finn because he kicks butt too. Mm-hmm. I like Ray. Yeah. I like Ray and BB-8. I like nines too. Ray more than BB-8. <laughs> totally nines. Totally nines. <laughs> okay. Well, it is time for Stump the Lump. <laughs> Okay, so this segment started last last episode where I called it Stump the Chump, but I got to make it Star Wars. So we're going to call it Stump the Lump instead in honor of Lumpy, uh, Chewbacca's son from <laughs> the Star Wars holiday special uh, and from the Legends books, which and inexplicably still, no, no canon, no. Yeah? No, there's no, he's not in canon. Yeah. No. No. Yes. No, he's not. Yes. What canon book is Lumpy in? Daddy, you just told us. Oh no 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 no! What I told you was okay. Let's go back to that. I actually have that that up. So I had told you about in uh, what's it? The princess, the scrou- the scoundrel, and the farm boy, which is that retelling of A New Hope, which, from what I've heard, is canon. Um, everything is supposed to be canon in it. Uh, Han Solo says, laugh it up, buddy. Seeing Chewie's look, Han added, hey, you're the married one. Find me a human girl with Mala's brains and silky hair and maybe I'll consider it. So, that means Chewie has a wife named Mala. Okay, well, I guess or he doesn't have Lumpy. maybe a husband. I'm assuming, wait, hold on. A human girl with Mala's brains. Well, I'm assuming Mala is a woman, but... Anyway, so, there we go. Uh... Chewie's married to a Wookiee named Mala. Hmm. That's, yeah. So so it doesn't say anything about them having a kid named Lumpy, though. Okay. So, uh, you know, we can imagine. We can hope. <laughs> and, I don't uh, want to hope. And, and in that song. I like Chewie just plain. <laughs> yeah, me too. And in that song, the, the Stump the Lump song, obviously the, the music is taken from the Stump the Chump music, well, it's probably not obvious to anyone except for maybe the one person who ever listened to Car Talk, who's also listening to this podcast, but um, the voice that you hear, the Wookiee voice, the... Is, Supposed to be is, Lumpy. Uh, is Lumpy's voice from the holiday special. So, Stump the Lump. Anna. I asked a question. And oh, Liam, you're going to ask answer. the question? Okay, Liam. Yeah. Yes. What's the what question? What is the blaster that... Han gives to Ray. Oh, come on. Another weapons question? I don't know. Uh, yes. Is it is it letter just letters and numbers? Mm, yeah, it's letters it, and it's numbers. It's close enough if you just do the letters and the numbers. Yeah. Mm, a DL2957. What the? An, L- an LPA... NN14 blaster pistol. L P A N N? Yeah. 14A? No, 14 blaster pistol. L P A N N 14 blaster pistol. Wow. Well, you stumped the lump. 
Okay, that's weird. Stump the lump. It totally does. But I'm Stump going with chump. it. Stump the chump. No, I'm the lump now. All right. Oh, yeah. The lump, yes. <laughs> well, thank you for stumping the lump. Uh, really quick shout out to uh, two podcasts who have been doing quizzes uh, for, well, ever since they started. Uh, Star Wars 7x7 which is a podcast that we listen to quite a bit over the summer, guys. Uh, since school has started, we haven't had a lot of time to listen to it. But uh, he's been doing uh, a quiz at the end of every episode. Uh, he does one question. But then there's also the weekend where it's like the, the, the quiz special. Anyway, Alan Voivod, who does Star Wars 7x7, gave us a shout-out, or gave me a shout-out, on episode 552. Think about that for a second. Episode 552. Well, they do it daily. I know. It's a ton of episodes. Um, it's so thank you for that. It's seven minutes long. I don't think it's that long as these episodes. No, it's not as long as these episodes. I know. You're right. But it's every day. So. Could you, I couldn't imagine. And the other podcast, Who Shot First, which we've also listened to. That's the the quiz show podcast, which is really well done and funny and super fun to listen to. So if you like quizzes, go listen to Star Wars Seven by Seven. And who shot first? Uh, well, if you like Star Wars, listen to them. I mean, come on. Really. They're a Star Wars podcast. Go listen to them. So thank you, dear listener, for listening to episode 23 of Children of the Force. If you would like to reach out to us online, you can contact us via Twitter. At Force Children. On Facebook, we are... Children of the Force. Children of the Force, that's right. You can email us at forcechildren at gmail.com. Our website is www.sojournoftheverse.com. And while you're on our website, click on the link on the left-hand side of the page that says "Send Children of the Force a Voicemail," and that'll take you to a SpeakPipe page where you can leave us a voicemail from the comfort of your computer. As Chancellor Palpatine would say, "Do it." And finally, please leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher or anywhere else you listen to us. If you don't do it, Kylo Ren's gonna call you a... Traitor! For Children of the Force, I'm Al. I'm Anna. I'm Leah. And... May, May the, the Force, Force be with you! With you.